Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Last night, the revolution was televised, so to speak. Let's talk basketball, Brooklyn. So, of course, me and Sam, uh, I don't, part of me felt like who needs, (laughs) who needs another person to comment on what happened last night, but, uh, uh, I was really surprised at how many people like hit me up and was like, "Yo, how come you and Sam didn't say anything about Kyrie coming back?" Like, was but <laughs> um, Sam, what up? What's going on? How you doing? Well, you know, trying to fight for what's right every single day. <laughs> Trying to save the world. Hey, last night, one of the things that that was... I, I really wish I could know what it meant. It, it may have meant no, nothing. Like, Dredderick, Kyrie's dad, was given Kyrie's jersey. Yep. Now, I every time I see them together, I think it's like a beautiful moment. It's like, you know, look at, look at the hard work. Like, Kyrie didn't get like this by himself. This... This is where it came from, genetically and how he taught him the game. And uh, the I was I was like kind of baffled, like when Kyrie gave him his jersey, and I, I I thought to myself, I was like, what is so special about this particular game that you would commemorate it by? giving your dad yet again another jersey like your your NBA premiere your your debut game your your uh uh first 30 point game like any of any of those kind of make sense to me like what what do you think like Sam what do you what, what could that have meant like <laughs> I'm very confused on the jersey giving of the dad after fighting uh, you know, staying adamant on on, on being anti-vax. Did, did, I don't I don't know. Did, was was there a connection, or am I making too much of it? I didn't think that much about the the actual giving of the jersey. I I thought it was interesting, but I, and I think this coincides with what you're saying. I think I thought it was interesting that Kyrie said after the game, you know, like I played in a lot of uh, what was it like debut games or whatever word he used. Uh-huh. But there was something that was different about this one. And I don't know if he was expecting kind of uh, this massive. I mean, obviously it was a road game, so he couldn't get (laughs) – obviously it was a road game. And so he couldn't get like some major applause from a home crowd. But I don't know if he feels like he's been – if he's been aggrieved in some way or if – 
if he has anger towards the league or towards the team or or not not the team like in terms of the players, but the Sean Marks on the owner or to the city, whatever it is. But it clearly yesterday meant a lot to him, and it's you know I mean it's it's obviously interesting because this thing could all be done if he had this thing could have been done five months ago if he uh, if he had gotten the. The, the vaccine or if the or if the vice versa if if the teams let him play like right. i almost feel like you know how militaries may not kill uh, uh an opposing military's leader because then they become a martyr right right i i always wonder like um um you know if if by banning him, they almost made him a martyr in a sense. Like I like I I feel like people love him even more. Yeah, which no, is I think you're right. Which is a great place to be and a horrible place to be at the same time. It's it's watching Kyrie play is the most like it. I was I was trying to describe it in a tweet because I rewatched the game this morning, and um, you know because I also watch these games not only through my eyes but I watch it through through Matt's like like you could tell being a Net fan has been has had a toll on Bam over the yeah. years, man. Like, but um, but but I I look it through that. Through through both of no the both of you guys are, are, are neurotic, um, but, but um I I watched the game through that prism and then in the morning time like because I have these odd hours I'll watch I watch the game alone and kind of just sit down you know also knowing what's gonna happen at the end it just lets me analyze the game a, a little bit more and I'm I'm sitting there watching Kyrie man and it's just it's so beautiful and devastating at the same time. It's like watching video of a nuclear bomb and you're going, wow, that's pretty. And at the same time, that nuclear bomb is destroying villages, people killing their their plants and wildlife for generations. And that's kind of what Kyrie Irving does when he gets you on the dribble. Like he's just fucking amazing. Um, uh, he's he's incredible, and my kid. I don't I don't know if a lot of kids are like this who are who like basketball, but my kid doesn't like watching basketball. Matter of fact, he loves to tell me like, "Dad, I'm more of a play basketball type of dude, and you're more of a watch basketball type of dude." That's a very disrespectful thing to say to your father, but yeah, he's he's kind of right at this point. Um, but n- nonetheless, he's. He's we, he's stops in front of the television, and with all the ADHD like a, a, a nine year old boy has, he just watches Kyrie ball like, and is just mesmerized by it. And I I'm sitting there dumbfounded with my mouth like even his missed shots, the roots getting there, <laughs> the 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 way he freaking moves like I like I get it. And then it's like you got to think about all these other things. Like when it's when it's just me, <laughs> it's fine. 
But then I'm looking at my kid and he's just like, like his tongue is sticking out his mouth. Just like, what? <laughs> like, I want to be able to do that. Like, that guy is great. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it's like I, it's like a tennis game in my mind watching him play because I, 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 I love him. I love a person that stands up for things. I love a person willing to go uh, uh, against the norms. But I want these people to—I want these people to be like the Malcolm X's of the world. I want these people to be like the Muhammad Ali's of the world, which takes a lot of education, which takes a lot of study, which takes a lot of understanding, and um, and that always makes me uh, go in that other place in my head. Whereas, like, this is just all fucking irresponsible, Sam. Which which person? Which side of my brain should I be listening to? I mean, I think. I mean, look, I, look. That's I think what makes the Kyrie like the the polarizing figure that he is. You know what I mean? Like he he's so much fun to watch. He's so good. He look. We've been saying this, and for, and oh, I just want to I just want to oh, add yeah. this, and I want you to. I, because I want this to be a part of your calculation, right? Here's the thing we can't say about Kyrie. Kyrie's not a bad person. No, definitely not. Right? Like like when I watch when I watch a guy, you know, that guy in Green Bay who plays quarterback. Yep. That's a bad guy. <laughs> you you know what I mean? I'm no, seeing. Like I'm, sure. I'm. I'm watching the press conference, and I'm watching this smug look on his face, and this attitude of like, "How dare you question me, or say that I'm crazy?" It's you guys, right? And some of that, Kyrie has a little bit of that. It's like all of the rest of my 19 teammates are fools, but I've got it right. Um. Uh. Uh, there's a bit of that, but but it's it's more innocent. It's like I for for in a stupid way, and maybe if this is just me, my 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 Nets fandom, my my way of like making my good brain and my bad brain work together. There's a part of me that makes Kyrie the victim, that he's a victim of all this internet knowledge. He's a victim of all this, um, you know, this generation that believes these outside sources when making critical decisions, you know, and, and understanding their full role and power in all of this thing. It, it's, I, I, I'm sorry, Sam. I, I really, I, I, the last two pods, I've been horrible with this <laughs> because, but with that calculation, how should I be thinking about this thing? I mean, this is why I think, like, it's funny. I end up judging people to a certain extent on their Kyrie takes. Not if they're, like, pro or anti-vax or whatever that is, because that's, like, a whole different story. But it's more so, like, you know, he's – what what makes conversations about him so interesting is that he does have so many good things about him, and he also does things that are that are uh, like uh, obviously bad, like like his vaccine takes and some of his and some of his comments about the media and whatnot. And I almost find that you know the and, and it's why me and you have made the analogy in text. I don't know how often we've said it over the over uh, the podcast, mm-hmm. but 
you know, he he does end up feeling like a politician in the way that he's talked about because everyone is either gung-ho, you know, you have tweets about him saying, like, our savior is back. I would take yeah. him back for anything. He's the best player on the team. He's the best player in Nets history. He's – I mean, like, the tweets about him are, are – the pro tweets about him are legitimately certified insane. Like Sending family, sending death threats to our new mayor. That, right. That, that's one, too. <laughs> As like, like as like as as Matt has said in in uh in 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 uh in text with us, like there's a, and even tweets I've seen him tweet this. Like there's a bunch of Nets fans who the way that they treat him is like just bizarre and weird. Like they're weirdos. And then on the other side, you know, you have people who vehemently hate him because he's anti-vax or because he has certain political right. takes that are that are um that are obviously far more uh radical, I... progressive, and 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 whatnot. And... And if you and if you think that, it, you, then you're wrong because one, Kyrie's not really a, a radical pro- progressive. He's he's a radical in- internet thinker because <laughs> he's he this anti-vax thing. He's on the side of a very 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 right right wing space, but on he's Black Lives Matter too, and. <laughs> which, which, and, and so, right, that point within itself also shows why the people who want to support him for – like what, what people do is they want to support him for for one thing. Like let's say him being uh, unbelievably progressive and like honestly like an amazing leader as it pertains to uh, uh, civil rights and, and, and helping out, you know, like George Floyd's family and, and whatnot – but then at the same time, a lot of fans, like they almost, they, their, their, uh, their Intel chip starts malfunctioning. Cause it's like, wait, <laughs> this guy, wait, it's like, wait, so this guy who is, is giving money to George Floyd then comes out as anti-vax. Like that doesn't compute with my, everything has to be in one bucket, but right. Kyrie's like a really interesting guy with, with, with different takes. And that's what I think makes him special is that it's not everything in one lane because like the the issue with our world today is that when someone usually has one political take or one uh cultural take you can probably guess how they feel about everything else and Kyrie breaks that line right like Kyrie's like no I I think the yes and no right like (laughs) I believe in science but at the same point but but at the same time I also fully believe in X, Y, or Z that's very scientific, but then I'm also really spiritual, but then I also really believe in, you know, uh, uh, Malcolm X and some of, like, the most progressive and uh, intelligent, you know, political thinkers of the last hundred years. So, like, right. and, and, and because of that, people don't know how to compute how they feel about him, which is why people like us who judge him the way that we would judge, like, a friend of ours, we're like, you know what? I think this guy is a really good dude, but just like an uncle or an aunt or a best friend or whatever, there are things about all of our family members and friends that we like and we dislike. But because the world is so polarized where you have to choose a side, everyone thinks that if we criticize him for his vaccine takes, which I still think are are bad and terrible and I and and on top of like what it does to the nets cuz that's like a whole other thing. Right, like, that's the next part of this conversation. Right, exactly, which and I'll and and then, uh, and then we can move on like it, you know, he he like all all these net fans basically feel like I either have to be super pro him to the point that like the the idea of trading him is blasphemous. I'm gonna copy and paste tweets that that, that you guys said months ago about trading him and whatnot. This means you hate him, and it's like no, like this stuff is like 
This stuff is complicated because he's a complicated guy, and that right be at the end of the day why people like him. Like that's that is that that is a likable quality about him. He's not like uh, uh, he's not like a pasty eating like dude that just like is saying nonsense just for the sake of saying nonsense. Like I think he does think hard. I in fact think he thinks too hard about things. As you kind of that's what I like the internet take about him. Like, yeah. You know, it's the internetifying of things, the internetifying of things. And what the internetifying of things is relationships that we have with things, fill in the blank, are different now. Now, you don't just like a player. You that whole thing of, a, of being a, a Kyrie stand. Right. If you're not a Kyrie stan, then you must be a Kyrie hater. And the internetifying of things <laughs> makes it where you join these tribes and the tribes are all or nothing. But that's not the way real life works. In real life, there's compromise. In real life, there's nuance. In real life, there's complications. Right. You never know what curveball life is going to throw you. And the young people nowadays get to just pick from a smorgasbord of ideas on the internet. And these ideas basically go against credentialism. And no longer do we, we, we this younger generation, I, I'm pointing the finger at, at you as well, because I think, I think your generation has a lot of this going on as well. Yeah. But uh, excuse me for my get off my lawn speech. However, I'm not looking at from the perspective of an old fogey. I'm looking at it from the perspective of a person who who helped architect all of these tools and conversations. Like I watched them, these what you call social media start from message board groups. And building that software and understanding how, how you design it and what what triggers and reactions that people have to 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 those uh, uh, software applications. I come from I come at this um, um, from a perspective of understanding and seeing how the nomenclature has changed and how the idea of like, yeah, you, you used to like the Beatles <laughs> or you were a big fan of um, of Nas. He's he's your favorite rapper. But your favorite rapper didn't decide your political views. <laughs> your favorite rapper didn't decide your your morals, your instincts or, or, or your 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 ethics. And it also shouldn't be a place where your family or, or, or people you're typically cool with you now have to end it like it's I, I I thought watching my daughters talk about the the Nicki Minaj versus um Cardi B beef and how they couldn't be friends with certain people because they were on opposing sides and I can't even expose what they are because it's too much of a thing that's the internet defying of things where where concepts aren't based off of factual information, study, research, or, or proof that you should be talking about this as an expert. None of that matters. What matters is, this is the group I fall in line with. We watch these YouTube videos. This is our politics. 
this is who we are. We are the Kyrie stands. Like, it, it, I blame you guys, Sam. Tell me why it's not y'all. <laughs> no, you're, I actually think that comparing it to, like, where we intake information is, like, legitimately spot on. I think that basically in our generation, like, you can basically find any writer or website that you believe in. That, or, or, sorry, no, that, no, no, no. That, that's wrong. wrong. I, I, this is important. There is so much internet now. You could find anybody to agree with your stupid idea. Right. And you, by the way, but it goes beyond that. You can, you can find someone that not only agrees with one of your stupid ideas, but probably is aligned with you on everything because there's so many different uh, uh, permutations of different writers who right. have like so many different ideas. And I think that, but I, but I also think what you do have going on with the Kyrie thing is there is just a, a little bit of this, this God worshiping, which is where like some mm-hmm. of the politician, you know, uh, uh, analogies, well, analogies come into play. Cause me and, you know, plenty of people that are fully vaccinated and boosted and feel very strongly about it, but mm-hmm. have completely put that aside and feel guilty or feel weird criticizing him. And me and you like, just don't really understand it. Like, huh. I don't think that I'm any less of a Kyrie fan because I'm criticizing his, vaccines like stance i don't think that blind faith and um, blind support for someone shows that you're more supportive of that like shows that shows that you're a better fan of them i think it just means that you're kind of ignorant and that and 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 you and and you lack sophistication right and that and it and and that but that but i also think we have to come to grips with the fact that we may be on the outside looking in here we the this may just be the world going forward and the world is not that simple. I, I can't. I'm, I'm a liberal person. I'm not a centrist. I'm not. A, oh, both sides have have good ideas. I'm more to the left uh, of things typically. Yep. However, the people that annoy me the most right now in politics are liberals. I think. I think. I think. I think. You know that a lot of. A lot of the the things that they stand for are stopping politics. Politics has to be simple; it has to be understood. And the more fractionalized it is, the more the harder it is to get a group of people to vote for anything. Especially now in this era of internetifying of people's mentality, where people are just in these groups, and you can't even appeal to their logic. You have to appeal to something completely different. You have to appeal to their tribalism almost. And I, it's it's an amazing thing, but you know what we're gonna know in ten years, Sam. In ten years, we're gonna look back at this time and say this was the beginning of that for everyone his age and younger had this new relationship in the workplace. That there's this new exchange on how we do business and what the relationship between employee and and um employer because it, like i think a lot of things society wise are being turned on their head there's there's a lot of sens- sensitivities and a lot of you know um my truthism yep. that is going to change the rules of business yep. and there's there's no going back on it like it it, it is what it is I, I, I totally agree. I, I, I mean, 
I, I yeah, I mean, I just find I'm most of this was my last thing. I just find my the lack of the lack of nuance and people willing to have um, a discussion and being willing to uh, argue and see that people come from all different sides and not everyone fits in like some some bu- some bucket of people that Nate Silver or whatever like some polling site thinks that we are <laughs> is is a is a is a huge issue. Like, it's just, you know, like I, I hate that when I meet most people, I think because so many people identify by, you know, a certain, um, whether it's like a certain group or political affiliation, whatever, you can basically guess how they feel about every single issue based off of just like one thing that you know about them. Cause right. people lack nuance and, and challenging. Like, look, I wish that Kyrie was more, I, I wish that he was more like quote unquote left on the vaccine, the way he is about, other issues but i also do like that he is someone who is who at least thinks on his own and he isn't he isn't that he isn't just that guy and and guess what regardless of to where we stand on it it it, i i also got last night that he was sincere that he means this shit like i i come i mean all the permutations of the ideas that Kyrie believes in it's fine you know, I, this may be mainstream in 20 years. This may just be mainstream schools of thought. However, um, no matter how you, you, you dissect it today, this is weird shit. And the weird shit, um, you know, the, the, the people who are into the weird shit, like they, they, they're, they're not going anywhere. And, and I, I think it's in a, a, a silly conversation to be having right now. It's just, how do you, how do you deal with the weird shit enough to make a dependable, um, uh, to to make an actual attempt at winning this championship? You like if you're flighty, if you're back and forth, if you're not into it, we're not winning a championship. So it's it's how do we how do we navigate that? Now and, and I'll and I'll use that as a as a segue to to say this, Sam. We're at home the next game, right? Yep, Milwaukee. Like, like, isn't it? Isn't it just like the ultimate pouring water over your head <laughs> to to think to to go from the adulation of of what happened last night, a game that we probably don't win if Kyrie doesn't play, um, a game that we had to come back on a team that was that was depleted and and. And missing a lot of players, even though they're they're two you know studs up front um, played, you know, but we win that game. We're all very happy. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to kind of like check around the internet. I went straight to bed after I saw the, the that we won. Um. Um. But like, what was the temperature? On that, are, are we all happy and and are we okay that we're not gonna have this the next game and we might get punished by the Bucks? Yeah, I mean, so that's, I, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a great question. I think that's that's what's so interesting about the fan base is that is that I think everyone was is is so blind with Kyrie Love and look like what well, as you said, is, you, are those Nets fans or are those Kyrie fans? No, no, no. This was even like there was not. Look, I was in like a, a couple of different spaces last night. Uh-huh. There was not one person, and I didn't want to do it because I, you know, as I text you guys, I'm the guy who 
a lot of times comes out and people think I'm like this uh, like massive Kyrie hater, even though I legitimately like like actually like really love the guy and love that he's love love that he's a net. But there there was not one person yesterday uh-huh. on Twitter that was like, well that was fun. But now we play the best, the probably the best team in basketball. The 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 team that's in our way. And the team that's in our way, and the dude can't, and the dude can't play. And like, I just think that I, I and basically all it's done for me is, I just can't really get that into the regular season games anymore. Because if the team doesn't care that much about the regular season, then why should I? You know, that's like basically right. how. They we're ultimately going to judge them by what they do on the playoffs. And if they don't make it, they can't use the excuse of, oh, we we didn't have the right seed. This is on you guys. You guys don't have the right seed because you guys aren't into playing in the regular season. Do you know what I think, though, is is irritating? And I and I know that, you know, me and you have talked about this and it's a very abstract idea. But I think it's one that actually holds a lot of water, which is, you know, like Kyrie not playing this in the first whatever we had the thirty something games of the season so for thirty eight games thirty seven games whatever like that definitely had a wear and tear on KD and Harden in terms of how much they had to exert and like and whatever you want to say about I know people have said like the team loves him and look it did seem like from yesterday that the team does love him but that's there, never been a question for me and that's never been a question there's no doubt though that this entire ordeal has has definitely taken a mental toll on the team also. And so my like my kind of take is Kyrie's basically in a win-win position right now with, with with the fan base. Not with people like me and you, but with the fan base as a whole because it basically seems like if he doesn't get to play in home games uh no one's really going to no one's really going to uh no one really cares that much because they're like, "Oh, you know, de Blasio and Adams screwed this up. All these other cities allow him to play, yada, yada, yada. And then if he and, – and also if he comes back, and, or whether he can play in home games or not, but by the playoffs, Harden and KD look a step slower, everyone's going to blame KD and Harden when like I think a lot of this – I think a lot of this has been really hard on them because they're – because this is a team – as you said multiple times, and I think it's the most salient point about this team, this team was constructed as a three-star team. Like, right. And every every player on the team is a, that's there is there because – whether it's contracts or whether it's fit, actual basketball fit is there because there's an assumption that three stars are going to be available every single day and every single night. And that's why when there are two of them this year, on top of how Harden has obviously looked physically – they don't look that good because this team needs the three stars there. Right. And you made the sacrifices at it was it was two different philosophies. The first philosophy was we've got these two superstars and we've got this nice group of homegrown talent. Jared Allen, Clash Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. Well, Joe Harris is a little older, but still, Joe Harris was was there. You could you could say, Kyrie, KD, go for it. You got you. You have everything. Um, make it happen. But the, on the other side of the the spectrum is the school of thought is the sum of Karis, Jarrett, Spencer Dinwiddie, and um, Joe Harris. Oh, let's not count Joe Harris because he's still here. Um, the sum of those three guys. 
Right, exactly. Um, the some of those three guys, right, are not. Um, uh, they are not uh, enough to uh, 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 basically overtake the ability of what we could be with these three guys, with Harden, Kyrie, and KD. If you have those three guys, that is a easier path, you know, to the championship. Damn what I could put around it. You could put anything around it. As long as you have these three guys, then this is supposed to be unstoppable. And I don't think there's a wrong, right or wrong. History will tell. The results will tell us um, uh, which one, which way was right and which way was wrong. But as it is right now, and that's and that's why I can never be mad at Steve Nash. And I don't want to be the do another Steve Nash show. But I can never be mad at Steve Nash because he hasn't had that. I think the, how many games have they played together as as a threesome? Twenty one games. Yeah, like no, nothing. Right. It, I I don't even think it's twenty one games. And I think that if it's twenty one games, that's with the playoffs. Yeah, that's definitely with the. I think they played. I think someone Ruko said on on uh, on a podcast I think yesterday or or something like that that they've played like two hundred and something minutes together before yesterday's game. How's it? It's a jock tease. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like like everyone keeps saying that this has been the greatest era of Nets basketball. We really haven't experienced the the big three era. We we've experienced all the bad parts of the big three era so far. <laughs> a year a year of Kevin Durant hurt. Um uh, Kyrie getting hurt in the playoffs last year. J- James Harden on one leg. All of our young guys getting traded and basically flushed down the toilet. Um um, we haven't gotten the stuff that we wanted out of the whole Kyrie KD experience, the, the championship. So uh, we can't play around. That's why Kyrie has to play. That's why the the decision I can't fault it. It just looks bad when you consider you could have just made this decision from the beginning. <laughs> you could have just let him play on the road games from the beginning, and we wouldn't be doing all this martyr talk. Let. I want to switch switch gears. Let's let's stop talking about uh, Kyrie. I I um I I want to talk about the Nets fan base obsession with the rookies. Yeah. I love rookies. I remember the nineteen season where I was like, play Musa, play Rodions, and the Rodions part was more eye test. I didn't think Rodion's would have played in, in the NBA when he got drafted. I thought he was G League and he, you know, we'll see you in a couple of years if you do anything. But Rodion's was so much better and so much of a better fit than everything that that they had at the four. I'm like, play Rodion's. Play him. I'm not someone who's against that school of thought. But you didn't sign Millsap to not play Kessler, to play Kessler, right? Like the plan was you have three power forwards that signed this t- to this team to win a championship. LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, 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 Blake Griffin, and um, Paul Millsap. Yeah. None of them are very good. The best one being LaMarcus, and that's only because 
he, he's got a hell of a jumper. And he kind of keeps people honest. But he's in... The, the problem with him is he's in the way of KD and, and, and Kyrie and, and, and Harden. He doesn't accentuate what they do because they can't, you can't really throw him a lob. You can pass the ball to him into the post, but then you got to get out of his way and let him get busy. So when that's the, the other two guys were supposed to do the other things that a power forward does, and they don't. And, they, and they're not really that good. They, you know, they'll, they'll, you can get by with them in a pinch. But that's not necessarily the, the thing that you, you know, like if you, if you look at the Warriors, the, the reason why the Warriors have been winning dependably this season is because of everything not Steph Curry and Draymond. Like Steph Curry and Draymond are just the platform to allow these lesser players to be successful. The other players do everything the stars don't do. They run, they jump, they grab... They dive into the stands. They play defense. They like that's what the Nets needed to put around this team, and we don't have it. It's it's that's just reality. I I think we saw a lot of that last night. Yeah, I mean, like, here's my thing with the with with their roster right now. I totally, I totally agree that I think that they have. Um, I think their roster. I think their roster has issues. I think they definitely lack athleticism. I think they definitely uh, lack uh, like you know good ball like good ball movement guys. Look, I tweeted yesterday um, uh, and shout out to uh, to Clayton Morgan who I was uh, at Kool Aid who I was like tweeting with like you know if if they got like a really good or really solid backup point guard i think almost all of their issues go away cuz i just think like they need somebody who can penetrate and then kick and then right and then and, and, and then start the whole thing up the issue is that harden has his is just like this heliocentric every it's slow everything revolves around him it's efficient but it harden just, passes cuz he when he can't score exactly and that's not like that to to change that about harden is to is to ruin what's great about Harden. He can pass. He is a great passer, but he's not coming down court to run an offense. He's coming down court to basically, you know, uh uh you know, exert his will on 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 an, on a defense and that's not always going to work. So the the challenge for the Nets is they don't have anyone who can create offense for these geezers who can't run and jump anymore. And and that's killing them and their investment in them. Right, exactly. And so and and so that's that's definitely an issue. I my the only pro rookie take that I don't even think you would necessarily like push back on. This is basically how I think about this. I don't care about playing the rookies from the perspective of, you know, It'll it'll help them in the future because they're getting they're getting run and like the few like the, like they need to win a championship. This whole like yeah. this whole talk as if they're already a dynasty and stuff is ridiculous. They they haven't even been to a conference finals yet, and this is and this is year three of the Kyrie KD era. Like right. they need to like they need to win games. The reason why I would play some of the rookies more specifically at times like Cam and Kessler is because they have too many lineups without Joe Harris and in half the games without Kyrie where the spacing is just atrocious. Like they, like you cannot have a a, a team that, that has on the floor at one time, even if you have KD and Harden, you can't also then have 
uh, Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, and Aldridge. Like it's just yeah. it, the, the the you just have you have three guys that can't shoot. And by the way, this is a whole other topic which I'm just gonna lightly touch on, but not actually harp on. Harden has also been a horrendous three point shooter this year. I yeah, mean, his shot is not dependable. I mean, Harden is shooting 32 percent from three, and and in, and in December and, J- and January. He's he's shooting from three in December. He shot twenty seven point three percent from three, and so far in January he's shooting twenty two point seven percent from three. I'm so, gonna wait for Matt to do for us to do our, our our supposedly trio show with with you, me, you, and Matt. Yep. But I we have to think hard about this. Like, there's not enough um, <laughs> academia talking about. Does James Harden should should the Nets give James Harden a fifty million dollar contract? Look, I like I'm like I, like to be honest, I'm fine with it because I like I just I just believe you, in you can't go back now. No, yeah, you have to do it, and I believe in his talent, and I still really do believe in him. I just think I, that, I just think you have to like look. There are superstar players this year who aren't shooting well, and with every other fan base, you're not called like. Uh, what's his name on from Nets Daily Billy, who we've had on uh, on Pod Farm before? Yeah. Like he called me out as a Harden hater, and like I'm, I'm just speaking it like like how it is. He's shooting in December and January like 25 percent from three. Like I mean, Tatum is getting killed by Celtics fans rightfully because he's he's having a terrible shooting year. Dame is getting killed by Trailblazers fans. He's having a bad shooting year. These guys who don't shoot well are getting killed, especially when that's part of. Part of their game, Harden has been Harden is taking seven, like around seven and a half threes per game, and lately it's been shooting at like twenty something percent. It's like it's that's like Russell Westbrook esque. Like it's it's bad. Yeah, no, and it's. So, and so the whole point is that, and so the whole point is to go full circle, because um, I got on the Harden rant as I said I wasn't going to, <laughs> is that you need to you need to. Um, they need to have guys who can shoot the three on the floor because there's too many times where KD has the ball and he's getting double and triple team because they don't have to respect anyone. And I think this is the big difference. And me and you both said this in the last podcast. This is the difference between this year's team and last year's team. Last year's team, less talented than this year's team. Last year's team got a great shooting year from Tyler Johnson. They got a great three-point shooting year from Jeff Green. They got a good, another good shooting year from Landry Shamit. So even though you add Patty Mills, when you take away Kyrie and you take away Harris, uh, and you take away Tyler Johnson and you take away Jeff Green, even though you added uh, and you take away Shamit, even though you added Patty, that it's just not going to solve anything. The team has no spacing this year, zero. Yeah, and that's and there and therein lies like why I I could never be mad at what Steve Nash is doing yeah, it because no. somehow we're still the second seed. And we haven't had all all of the big three, which which to be what the Nets are supposed to be, you need it. And and the there's been a several players that haven't worked out. Um, Javon Carter hasn't worked out. Uh, Paul Millsap, I I think Paul Millsap is more of a function of not playing with a with a, a lead guard and a ball handler that creates offense for him. Yep. Um, but still, Paul Millsap has not worked out uh, for whatever reason that may be. And because of that, it makes us have imaginations and rely on players that may not necessarily be ready. Kessler, I, I, I say protect Kessler. I say you use him 
but don't put him in the position to, to be the savior. Like, like last night, DDJ basically just showed why the rookies don't play. They're not ready to just be to play. It's not just being ready to play on in the NBA. It's being ready to play with these level of players, yep. finding a role, understanding what you do. Um, you you need to go through what Bembry has gone through a few rough years in Atlanta, some some hard knocks, some you know learning how to watch game tape, learning how to move without the ball. Like there, there's so many things that a player like DDJR um, uh, has to go through to be good, and it's the same thing with Kessler, and and nobody knows that be- better than. Um, the Nets. The Nets are a hell of a development team. It wasn't only Kenny Atkinson. We've got to be. We've got to be. You know, patient and and stop scapegoating Nash for what's going wrong with the Nets. What's going wrong with the Nets? I, I would say if Nash had twenty percent of it, then then Kyrie has forty percent of it. He's not playing. He's not uh, available. Yeah, yeah, which that's, yeah, I mean the notion that. The notion that Nash gets much more heat than Kyrie does by Nets fan base shows exactly what's wrong with the fan base generally. And the other thing that I wanted to say also is that, you know, for people, there's obviously a lot of comparisons to last year. And like, I think a lot of people have said the consistency, one of the consistent criticisms of this Nets team is, you know, they don't blow anybody out. Like they never, they're never up big. They, they always are coming back, even against bad teams. And a lot of that has to do with the stuff that we're talking about. What made the Nets so devastating last year was that they could go on a three-point barrage, and, with, and, with, and within minutes, they're up 15. That yeah. never happens this year. Never. Yeah. They, they, they don't get dunks. And they're not a, as good of a three-point shooting team. And last year they didn't get dunk, they didn't dunk at all either. But it didn't matter because in in the span of 30 seconds you could have a Joe Harris three, a Kyrie three, and a Shamit three, and the and and the team was demoralized. That never ever ever happens this year. It no, just, it shocks it, me how many times they let Harden shoot a three. I. Uh, you know, whenever like Harden used to be just guaranteed money to to. To you know, draw a, a, a foul off of a three-point shot because right. you're trying so desperately to stop that guy from getting a shot off, and and now it's like to to watch teams sag off and let him shoot. That is very like that's that's why for the first time I'm I'm and and maybe it might have just been bad defense from from players that aren't really NBA players in that Pacer game, but watching him them let like um, see James Harden get the ball. And sag off of him to let him shoot a three. Yep, and that kills the spacing even more because he's already not beating you off the dribble because he's a little slower than he used right. to. Right, and he so. doesn't always have a dependable lob threat, so it lets you just clamp on him. And uh, and you saw a little bit of that. Like you saw last night was was Indiana's very very showed. Indiana has a very very good scouting team. They just don't have a good team, so they knew exactly how to play us, which is concerning because. That means the league is is starting to get a book on us. That yep. the 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 only thing that could rewrite that book is is Kyrie, and we only have that twenty three out of the next twenty seven games. I mean, yeah, the they, next twenty six games. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, ah, I said that completely wrong. <laughs> twenty three out of the next forty six games. <laughs> they need a look. They need they need Kyrie back every game, and they need Joe Harris back. And 
And beyond that, then they have to hope that they they have to hope that some of the guys they have. I mean, look, like like you compare it to like last year because I think the spacing is everything with this team. I think that's like the really big issue. Like last year, you got a, a Blake Griffin was a guy who we depended on to make threes, and Harden last year. I just looking at I have the numbers in front of me. Harden last year had his second best three point shooting year of his career. He shot forty seven percent. Oh, sorry, sorry. He shot forty seven percent from the field, and f- and his best ever was was uh, was was forty nine percent. And last year, you know, he he also with the net shot thirty seven percent from three, which was higher than he had in in, in prior years. This year, he's at thirty three percent. Like they just everything clicked right for them from a shooting perspective last year and this year it's just been the opposite and whether that's the ball or whatever but like i think Kyrie plays a big role in that he's not because he's not there every game you don't have the passing and cutting and stuff i apologize that my dog is barking <laughs> no worries no worries but the look um who would we be to to not mention the the the, the man of the night last night um which to me, of course, it was part of that was Kyrie, but God damn, Kevin Durant is so fucking good, man. Like, yeah, like it, it. It didn't even start off like he was having a good game. <laughs> am, am I bugging? Like, no, he was no. He just he was he's just he's just clinical. He's you know he. I mean, look, he's especially with with Steph. Steph's had a had a couple of bad shooting games, and this. This MVP race is is really really t- really really tight, and I don't remember it being this close with like four guys. And Le- and LeBron, by the way, is is now coming. It's gonna it's gonna be a close uh, a close MVP race. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he deserves it. I I don't care. Like like what's happening in Golden State is happening because um they they've got a better surrounding team. It's not happening because Steph. Steph is not. Steph started very, very hot, um, but it, it's clear he he just has more more help. Um, I think you're probably you're probably in the same boat as I am because I know which players you like and don't like. I see it as 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 Giannis being the real riser, and is it going to end up being between KD and Giannis for MVP? Well, when when the Nets had a better record than when the Nets had a better record than. Uh, than the Bucks, I was pretty for sure that he would get it over Giannis. Just the numbers, some of the scoring numbers are just too ridiculous. Um, but now that they're like creeping up behind us, but they're acting like they don't care. I mean, when they won the Eastern Conference, they didn't win the the the, the title, and they won the Eastern Conference a couple times. When they kind of just got into the playoffs, what were they the the what, what were the Bucks? The the I can't even remember. Were they the? Were they, what seed was the Bucks? The third? Were the two? I guess right. No, the three. The three. Yeah, we 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 had home court, right? Yeah, yeah, we had home court. Yep. Um, oh, that's such a punch in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that should have been our title. Uh, no, no matter they. Uh, they get home court this time. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. All right. Kevin Durant, you, you're freaking great. You, you want to say anything about Kev besides that? No, I mean, look, he's just, he is Mr. Uh, he's Mr. He's Mr. Dependable. And he, he, by the way, 
is um, beyond how like how amped he was about Kyrie being back yesterday, which you could see in the post game, uh-huh. like just being at the game on uh, on Monday against the Grizzlies when when the rookies mounted that comeback. Like for anyone that says this dude is like not a leader, he's quiet, he gets called a bitch, yada yada yada. He went up to every single rookie and was like dapping them so hard. Like it is clear he's that this leader. dude is is. Uh, is is the is the leader of this team the the players look up to him he just loves watching good basketball and like we should as, as everyone says Nets fans are lucky to have him uh, and that's the thing it's like I what gets lost in all of this you know like all the off the court nonsense that comes with having a really great team that 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 has superstars on it um it is that we're not appreciating enough like we'll Will our hearts remember how good KD was? And, you know, I'm not saying KD's Kyrie, but he has a little bit of magical mind, too. Like, I I think it's really dope that he took the Vax for, <laughs> for us. You know, these aren't soft guys. These aren't go-with-the-flow go guys. And to see 19 of, our te- of, of, uh, of the Nets take that Vax and... A lot of I think KD had a lot to do with that. Yep. Um, now I he KD may be measured by the one person he couldn't get vaxxed because if he doesn't win championships here, it may have a lot to do with Ky, uh, with Kyrie Irving either getting injured or being missing. Um, because there's I just don't see any other way like that that we have this dude that we have Kevin Durant and we don't win a chip. I I just don't see it. I, I, that would be horrible. Is am, am I getting that right? Like, <laughs> it would be it would be pretty. It would be. Pretty. I I want to win for him more yeah. than I want to win for me now. Like more than I want to be able to like puff out my chest and say you know this is what we do in Brooklyn. No, like, I hear you. I want to win for Kevin Durant because I feel like he's just the greatest. Yeah, and. Yeah. And he just gives so much to this game, and he's just such a connoisseur of it. Like his, you should see the twinkle. Remember, I used to say talk about the twinkle in um, in in his eyes to <laughs> the the twinkle in Kevin's eyes when he talks about Kyrie's game. Yeah, just how happy he was, how relieved he was to just have Kyrie on the court because. He needs them, and he appreciates good basketball, and he appreciates basketball talent, man. I'm, man, I look. Uh, other dudes want to be superstars for for all the wrong reasons. This dude just loves this game, man, and and we're so lucky to have this. I don't know if we'll ever have it again, but I'm just happy to be one of the teams that had a superstar who who had the best player in the game when he was the best player in the game. It's it's a great feeling. Anything else, Sam? It for me, yo. I'm gonna finish up by saying Joe Sai, Sean Marks, Steve Nash. If you guys don't go out and sign Lance um, Stevenson when his 10 day is up with with um, uh, uh, Indiana, I'm gonna riot. We are Pod Thorn. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. 
But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.